0: Colm Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over. The NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Now let's go win those fantasy championships.
1: We're talking week one GLSP projections on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at Rotoviz. It is finally here. We are in week one of the NFL season. The air is starting to change. At least up where I live, it's feeling like fall. You have that crisp air. You might even be able to hear some crickets in the background as I'm recording this with the windows open, letting that nice cool air come in. You don't care about that, though. What you care about is the fact that we have NFL football starting this week. Really fun game kicking things off with Tampa Bay and Dallas. What I want to talk about in this episode is week one game level similarity projections. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you're familiar with the concept. If you started listening to this the show this summer and you heard us talking about the range of outcomes tool, GLSP are something that we've done at the site uh, for a long time. We have a tool that I built a couple of years ago that lets you do some neat things to see what a player is likely to do in their matchup in a given week. Similar concepts in the range of outcomes tool. You're essentially looking at what a player has done in a recent section of games, looking back different game ranges, putting those together and some weights that make sense looking at how similar players that accrued similar stats did when facing similar defenses to the defense that player is going to face in that week. And then you use the outcomes in those matchups to get a sense of what is likely to happen to a player in the game that week. For example, when Josh Allen is facing the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, we see that similar players tend to throw 355 passing attempts Complete 23 of those passes, put up 287 yards, 2.7 touchdowns, 23 rushing yards, 0.2 rushing touchdowns. And as a result, they averaged around 24.9 fantasy points in those games. And more than 46% of Allen's matches have gone for 25 or more points when facing defenses like the Steelers. So it's a pretty powerful tool. I write an article on it each week, and that is normally pretty illuminating it, helping to find players that you can use in the flex or streaming quarterback options, streaming tight end options, you name it. We also have GLSP for team defenses. So the first place that we're going to pop now uh, is over... And take a quick look at some of the quarterback GLSP projections for week one. All right. I gave the example of Josh Allen. Of course, if you have Allen, you're going to be playing him. He projects as the strongest quarterback this week. Just a little bit over Dak Prescott. But a really fun name makes his way into the fray at number three. And that is actually Jameis Winston. And this shouldn't be entirely surprising because the tool does look back eight weeks in some of the math that it does. Now that puts Winston back into some of the starts that he would have had in Tampa Bay where, yeah, he was throwing a billion interceptions, but he was absolutely going wild, airing things out to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So at this point, it's looking like you're going to see Jameis be the guy in the in control of the New Orleans offense. And Jameis projects to have a pretty darn good outing, uh, in fact. And I wanted to take a, a quick look at uh, his game log here. From or Actually, let's just look even at the stats in. For Jameis, just to remind you. Going back to 2019, actually, yeah, let's take a look at his game log, some of these performances. Yeah, so Jameis in some of these games, right? He was putting up like obscene numbers, like 456 passing yards in week 13, 458 in week 14. Uh, he does not project to do anything like that. But uh, we see him coming in with 317 yards. Uh, And I bring up Jameis because I want to point out here for everybody listening, right? Like the tool, when you're using it on the site, keep in mind, and I make notes of this in the articles and I make notes in the tool. It doesn't know that Jameis has switched teams. It doesn't know about changes that have gone on in the Saints organization, et cetera. Uh, So you have to be aware of that. GLSP become more meaningful as we work our way through the season That said, I still think that against Green Bay, uh, you know, maybe you trot Jameis out there as your streaming option. Uh, But one of the names that should stand out here, Kirk Cousins, looks like a top six player based on his projection. Um, So 43% of his matches went for 25 or more points. 29% went for 20 to 25. It's a pretty competitive range right there. Uh, an average of 23.5 points. If you're looking for that quarterback streamer, I think that he could be your guy. It's funny too. I was looking at some of the ESPN ownership numbers and you see, uh, at least in ESPN leagues, Cousins is only rostered in 24% of those leagues, despite finishing number 11 in PPR per game last year. So that would be an easy play for you if for whatever reason you're in need of a quarterback this week. Um, Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr also on the fringe of being QB ones in this week, given their matchups, you have Baker facing the Chiefs, which could turn into a pretty high scoring game. Um, an average of 22.2 for Mayfield with more than 30% of his matchups scoring 25 or more points. Then you have Derek Carr against the Ravens with very similar numbers to Mayfield. Let's take a look, though, at some of the top level running backs. You might be interested in getting a sense of what we're seeing for them this week. Obviously, you have Saquon and Christian McCaffrey at the top. James Robinson scores very well. Of course, a lot of changes there that the tool can't account for. But it is interesting. David Montgomery, that momentum he had at the end of last season, looks like one of the best options, followed by Joe Mixon. A guy that some Rotoviz listeners might be interested in seeing, Miles Gaskin, uh, projects pretty strongly with an average PPR of 16.3 points. Uh, a lot of zero running back teams might have him in that configuration. But let's go down the list a little bit and look at some of those guys that might be on the fringes of getting into your lineup. Um, It's tough, though, because a lot of these guys have changed teams. For example, James Conner in his matchup projects for 11.7 points. Of course, you can only extrapolate so much of what we saw from him last year to this situation in Arizona. Um, Gus Edwards, though, comes in at 11.6, and that's before factoring in the fact that he should see that increase in usage. I'm assuming if you have Edwards rostered, he's probably in your lineup, but I think that that is worth mentioning melvin gordon it's hard to say what the difference in usage is going to be in week one between him and javante williams but Jess with 13.3 points so could be a kind of sneaky option for you there other players that you might be surprised to see scoring high um
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring
1: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You know, I'm not going to—I'm going to be honest with you. There really aren't too many other major surprises. You have a guy like Naheem Hines coming in at 9.3 in PPR scoring— uh, a player that I'm sure a lot of people that are His listeners have in their lineups, Tony Pollard at 8.4, and that's assuming that Zeke is involved uh, at the level that he would have been last year. No major other surprises at running back. Let's take a quick hit over to the wide receivers Uh, As you would expect, we see guys like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen at the top, but Brendan Ayuk actually comes in as the second highest scoring player in the entire grouping um, for week one. In fact, 36% of his matches scored 25 or more points when facing opponents like the Lions and 26% for him went between 20 to 25. So Based on historical results, there's a better than 50% chance that you see Ayuk going over 20 points. So it's possible that on some teams, if you went as your running back and you have a plethora of really solid wide receivers, he could be on the fences of getting into your lineup. But the GLSP really likes him this week. Brandon Cooks is another name I want to point out because he could very realistically be another guy that you're not sure if you want to play him when you're looking at your flex. However, he actually slates in with a projection of about 21 fantasy points in an average game. And this is pretty wild. Uh, 36% of his matches went for 25 or more points, 18% 20 to 25. And he's facing the jaguars so i think that this is a situation where of course you have taylor coming into the fold bit of a drop more than a bit of a drop from deshaun watson to rod taylor uh but cook's slated for 10 targets we know that that wide receiver core is sending up an way that he should still remain heavily targeted maybe you don't get the 0.7 touchdowns and 101 yards that the tool is seeing but i think it's fair to expect that higher volume and cooks really should be a guy that you could roll out in your flex and i think for teams that didn't have as robust of a receiving core definitely should be an option Um, Other names that you might be surprised to see coming in extremely high, we actually have Russell Gage coming in at wide receiver uh, between somewhere around 18 or 19, 16.1 points. Um, Now, he has an interesting breakdown when you're looking at his point buckets because he does have 23% of his matches going from 5 to 10, 21%, 10 to 15 but still has a total of 26% of his matches going for 15 to 25 points. Um, So there's some runway there for him. You know, maybe you don't see Kyle Pitts becoming this force right off of the gate, and it's really a passing game that's largely focused on Calvin Ridley, then Russell Gage, and then some Pitts getting sprinkled in there. Um, LaVisca Chenault, who... I'm doing two main event drafts tonight with the rest of the road of his team. Sean Siegel's just sending messages to us about where Chenault is going. We're excited about trying to get him. He is coming in around wide receiver 27. We'll definitely be paying attention to how he and Trevor Lawrence are able to click in real action. But some more of the guys that you might be considering in that flex consideration. Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually projects pretty nicely now we talked about this packers game earlier um and valdez scantling is going to be facing uh the saints so 37 percent of his matches went between 10 to 15 i don't remember if curtis and i talked about it I think we talked about in one of the draft episodes how there's a lot of really nice hype surrounding Valdez Scantling might be a decent flex play option for you there. Uh, Not too much downside, not too much upside, but it's very nice when you can get a 37% concentration in that 10 to 15 range for a player like Scantling who's going to be flirting with being a flex for some teams. So that's a name to keep in mind. Another player that you might find interesting, actually, is Rashard Higgins, um, who comes in around wide receiver 45. And that goes back to that Browns-Chiefs game, which I personally think and I know a lot of people feel could turn into a bit of a shootout, a lot of points getting put on the board. Let me give you the quick breakdown of his buckets. Uh, You have mainly a concentration between zero to 20 points. Um, But we do see 26% of his matches going 15 to 20. He projects with seven targets, four wrecks, 57 yards, 0.3 touchdowns. Um, So an option that you might have on teams that are not too stacked at wide receiver. Let's quickly turn our attention now toward tight end at the top of the list. You have Travis Kelsey followed by Logan Thomas, Mark Andrews, Dallin Waller, George Kittle, Mike Gasicki, Austin Hooper, actually, then Eric Ebron. Um, if you're looking for a streamer already, perhaps you have Irv Smith and you haven't been able to get any, uh, or you didn't have another key player on your team. Dalton Schultz actually projects pretty nicely, of course, with Blake Jarwin and him both in the offense. Now, I'm not sure he would be my top streamer, Uh, but like I said earlier, Austin Hooper and Eric Ebron are actually um, like in the top seven or eight range, Um, and you actually see for Ebron... um, an average projection of 12.6 or an average an average score 13.1 for Austin Hooper. Now, tight ends tend to have a more condensed distribution than the other positions. So, for Hooper, uh, 22% of his matches going between 5 and 10, 27 between 10 to 15, but he does get in 18 from 15 to 20. Ebron 30% going from 5 to 10. 26 from 10 to 15 points, and then 20% from 15 to 20. So those are the two tight ends I might be looking at if I needed to stream the position this week. As far as what Curtis and I have planned for in-season content on the podcast, I think that earlier in the week, we're gonna be looking at some waiver wire type stuff. We'll also be focusing a little bit more On some of the GLSP projections on the pod this year, I'm going to try to identify some of the key guys that you could use that you might not be expecting given what we're seeing in their GLSP projections. Then later in the week, uh, I'm pretty excited about the article I'm working on this season. It's going to be using a lot of the advanced charting data and advanced personnel usage data that we're going to have. Uh, available to ourselves this year. And I'm going to be looking through that to really take a deep dive into wide receiver cornerback matchups or wide receiver versus secondary matchups, looking at both from the actual wide receiver specific cornerback matchup and then just a team's passing game versus the defense, it's facings uh, coverage schemes and what have you looking also at some of the running back, um personnel packages and advanced stats that will help us to understand how a running back might do so we'll be sprinkling some of that in later in the week we don't have the finalized set schedule um as a team we've been talking trying to make sure that we're hitting as many different subjects as we can across the different pods so that there's not too much redundancy um So I'm excited about that. Uh, Just looking forward to really breaking down some actual NFL action now. So that's kind of the plan. Um, We will be back later in the week. Hopefully this is helpful for you if you start sending your lineups. And also don't be afraid to send in questions while you're managing your teams this year. Um, I know that that can get kind of hard with the timing, but one thing that I think Curtis and I will talk about is When you're managing your team, and when we're managing our teams, we're always looking out one or two weeks beyond the week that we're in. So you can almost already start to anticipate questions that you might have, uh, but decisions that you're going to need to make in your roster, you can start anticipating those even a week or two in advance. Uh, So if you have questions that you think will be applicable by the the time the show comes out, definitely send those our way, closing comments. If you haven't done so, but you've listened to us all summer, Please go rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff to this show. Check out everything else on the network. Consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to all of that stuff. Um, been a fun summer. Glad that we had you along. Go sub to RotoViz. Keep listening to the podcast. We're pumped for this year, and we are very glad to have you along with us.